Good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. Please turn with me today in your word of God to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We'll be lighting the third candle of Advent today. We've lit hope, we've lit peace, and today we light the candle of joy. And I remind you today that joy comes from the Lord. Joy comes from the Lord. Advent is a season of an anticipation, eager preparation. And 2,000 years ago, they would be waiting for the first coming of Christ, eagerly anticipating his coming. Today, we celebrate that Jesus has come, but we also look forward to eagerly, with great anticipation, great preparation, welcoming him a second time to come for us and to create his eternal kingdom here on earth. But today, we're talking about joy. And the big idea today is simply this. Joy is not based upon things. Joy is based upon our relationship with and understanding of Jesus. Let me say that again. Joy is not based upon things. Joy is based upon our relationship with and our understanding of Jesus. And as we start, I just want to talk about a story. You see, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I love the music. I love the lights. I love the parties, the get-together. I love, I, I love the movies on Hallmark Channel. I've admitted to that in the past. I love the gifts. Who doesn't love gifts? Gifts like this bike standing here before you. This bike here before you. My son's bike is right here, actually. But I remember one Christmas, I just wanted so badly to get this new BMX bike, this new freestyle bike. And oh, how excited I was on Christmas morning when I received it. It may have been December. It may have been cold, but I was so full of happiness. And I went out that very morning riding that thing up and down the street over and over again. Unfortunately, that bike, that happiness, it wouldn't last as this bike, my bike, would later be stolen in front of a blockbuster video rental store. Children, you can ask your parents about that blockbuster store later as they're no longer in existence. You see, I love getting gifts. Who doesn't love getting gifts? It's fun to give gifts to. But I remember another Christmas where my brothers and I, we we came down, and this was an unexpected gift. We came down on Christmas morning. We saw the living room full of toys, full of gifts to a little kid. We felt like the whole living room was full We get done unwrapping them all, and we think it's all done. We start packaging up our gifts to take to our bedrooms to clean up, and my dad says, oh, no, there's more. There's one more. Now, I must admit, I don't think my mom was on board with this. As my dad said, there's one more, and she looked at him and said, what do you mean there's one more? And he said, look behind the couch, or it might have been under couch. I don't remember, but as we looked behind the couch, we pulled out a Daisy BB rifle. Wow, we had so much fun with that BB rifle, that Daisy BB rifle. But you know what? Now it sits in my safe, broken. Broken. You see, all these gifts, even this gift that's sitting under the tree for Pastor Chuck, They're just temporary happiness. They will not last forever. They make us happy, happy for a time, but only a time. It's 
temporary. They may get stolen. They may break with time. They may lose their excitement. The get-togethers, the parties, they make you happy for a time, the music, the movies, but it's all temporary. You see, true joy is never-ending and is only found in Christ. He is the true reason for the season. He is Christmas. Let's focus on him more this year. Let's focus more on him today. Again, the main idea, the main theme today is simply this. Joy is not based upon things. Joy is based upon our relationship with and understanding with Jesus Christ. When we expect our gifts to give us joy that we long for in life, we will be greatly disappointed. We must find another source of joy that does not fade when something new comes along. You see, Christmas is a season of joy. However, most would gauge this joyfulness on the circumstantial things. How was it at that party? How was it with the in-laws? How was the food? How many gifts did you get? How many gifts were you able to buy? Did anything bad happen to you recently? You see, the problem is when our joy is based on circumstances, it isn't joy at all. It is just temporary happiness. And to experience your best Christmas yet is, is to experience a joy that transcends these normal, ordinary, holiday hype things. We must replace the normal, replace the ordinary with the extraordinary, the supernatural, the glorious Christ. Remember the true reason for Christmas. Christmas is and always has been about Christ. Christmas is and was and continues to be an announcement about the arrival of the Savior of the world, the Savior who would rescue us all from our sin and give us real life. He would be and is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, the Messiah. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 12, we read, if you have it in front of you, and we'll read this more again later, so don't lose it. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. This announcement is the very reason why we can experience joy this Christmas. A joy that is not based on material circumstances, but instead is based on Jesus' presence in our lives Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus brings a forever deep, abiding, and resilient joy. As old hymn goes, in Christ alone my hope is found. In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. The cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ, I stand. But truth be told, you don't always feel joyful, do you? 
In fact, you can walk through any bookstore, any video store, and there are countless books on how to find joy or how to find happiness or how to be positive when everything is going against you. It's evident that joy may seem hard to find at times, especially this time of year when so many people, as joyous of a time of year as it may be, struggle to remember the joy that they have. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's financial struggles. Maybe it's health struggles. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's pains. Maybe it's politics. Maybe it's other things. Sometimes we need a reminder to not overly focus on the temporary, but instead focus on the eternal. Focus on joy from God. It feels good to experience joy. The first reminder here today is simply this. Number one, joy is a gift from the Lord. In fact, when we read the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, we see that joy immediately follows love, where it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. <clears throat> the apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. All this joy is only made possible because it's a gift from the Lord, a gift from God. Remember John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, they sent his one and only son. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. So that we might have life and life abundantly. And also joy. Christmas is a season that reminds us of who Christ is and why he came for us. Inexpressible joy is not something that can be placed under a tree, around a tree, or behind a couch or under a couch. It is not to be found in the temporary things of human hands. It is not to be found from Target or Amazon or eBay or Walmart or thrift shopping. Our joy is found in something that we cannot even see. First Peter says, but as Christians, even though we don't see Jesus, we love Jesus and we have faith in him. And so our relationship with and understanding of, through this relationship with and understanding of Jesus, we receive the gift of a deep abiding and resilient joy. Remember though, joy is not based upon things. Joy is based upon our relationship with and understanding of Jesus. And this my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, this is a joy which is hard to hide. It's not meant to be hidden. The wise men came and sought out the baby Jesus, and I can just about guarantee you when they went home, when they went back, when they went their separate ways, actually, and not going the direction they were supposed to go, they probably went back proclaiming Christ. We, too, are commanded we too need to, we too must go to him, seek him out, but then also go out into the world and proclaim of his birth, proclaim of his life, proclaim of his teachings, proclaim of his truth, proclaim of his promises, proclaim of his death, proclaim of his victory over death and sin, proclaim of God's love for you.
proclaim of God's love for the world. Number two, we have great and glorious news, and great and glorious news is meant to travel fast. It does travel fast. Yesterday was my wife and I's 17th wedding anniversary. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been so excited about something, so happy, that it was hard to hold inside? As I thought about this sermon and I thought about this week, as I thought about my wedding anniversary, I was thinking about and remembering when I proposed to my wife how I just couldn't wait, first of all, to even tell that news to her of what I wanted, that I wanted her to spend her life with me. I couldn't wait to buy that ring. I couldn't wait to set up the arrangements, make the plan. I think I did it the very night of buying the ring. It was on a short hike and in front of a waterfall. I remember the excitement of the great and glorious news. I remember that it would travel fast as we shared the news, got the little, you know, the big hug out of the way, maybe a few tears. And then we ran back to the car because we had no cell phone reception. We just couldn't wait to call our family, our friends, our moms and dads and let people know what great and glorious news we had. You see, the same is true of Christ's birth. It is great and glorious news and is meant to travel fast. Follow along with me again in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 12, where this news of the coming Messiah is first delivered to a small group of shepherds. It's on the screen for you if you can read it. Luke 2, 8 says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. I've talked about this at great lengths in previous years. Can you imagine? Well, of course they would be filled with great fear as they're pitch black night shepherding these sheep, doing their business, doing their jobs, caring for animals. And all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the angel said to them, fear not, fear not. I don't know about you, but it might still be a little scary. What do you mean? How are you telling me to fear not? I have an angel in front of me. But he says, no, fear not. And the news that they say would calm them. The news that they say would, say, would do more than that. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Here is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Obviously, we know the rest of the story. But can you imagine the overwhelming and indescribable joy these shepherds must have been experiencing? This is the news they had waited for, that the nation had been waiting for, for generations to hear. This is what Advent was about. Them waiting with great anticipation, great preparation to welcome in Jesus. Here he is. Here he is. And the angel of the Lord rightly says that this news was good. And it wasn't just good news of happiness. It was good news of great joy. And this news was delivered to shepherds. These were not the popular. They were not the clean high kings or religious leaders of the day. They were lowly servants, shepherds, who received this great joyful news. 
And later on in the Gospels, we see other joyful news as Jesus would do many healings and teachings and miracles. And if you've ever read the Gospels, you might know that many times Jesus would often tell people to not go spread the news. Mark 7, 36, Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. Why couldn't people just keep it to themselves? Because they were overwhelmed with the great, joyful, glorious, amazing news. The excitement of a Savior teaching, preaching, healing, performing miracles. The excitement of Emmanuel, God with us, God with them. This is good news. This is the gospel. And it is still shared to this very day. It is too good to be hidden. Number three. Joy, always, always joy, is always treasured and proclaimed. In his letter to the Thessalonians, Paul says, Rejoice always. Even in adversity, trial, tribulation, struggles, pain, we are encouraged to rejoice. James 1-2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials. This is such an encouragement, you see, because it tells us that even though we're going through such heartache, such headache, such hurt, we can and should still consider it pure joy. In fact, the apostles rejoiced. In Acts 5.41, that says, because they had been counted worthy of suffering, disgrace for the name of Christ, they rejoiced. You may be wondering, how? How can these people rejoice in suffering? How can they look into the face of adversity, the face of pain, the face of struggle, the face of persecution, and consider it pure joy. The answer, of course, is Jesus. They know they live for something greater than themselves. They live for Christ. And to die for Christ is gain. And believe me when I say that Jesus understands this suffering. He understands the times and seasons in your life. He understands when it's difficult to rejoice. And he's there for you. During the darkest part of his life, King David wrote Psalms. Listen to Psalm 51. He says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew in me a steadfast spirit. Do not cast me from your presence or take the Holy Spirit from me, but restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You see, it's okay to need God's help. It's okay to need God's help. I want you to tell your neighbor that. I want you to tell yourself that. I want you to tell somebody that today. Do it now. Say it with me. It's okay to need God's help. In fact, if someone like King David needed it, then I can guarantee we will too. If the apostles needed his help, I'm sure we will too. If Moses needed the help of God, I'm sure we do too. The Bible is full of people who needed God's help, and we are no different. We need his help. Joy is available to all of us. Say that too. Joy is available to all of us. One more time. Joy is available to all of us. Remember, the life of faith is a marathon, not a sprint. There can and will be long seasons where the journey is difficult, but there will also be long stretches of indescribable joy and excitement. We are told by Jesus that this life will have trouble. 
but he has overcome the world. Jesus brings us peace. Jesus brings us joy. Joy is a gift. Remember John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one only son. Gave his one and only son that whoever will believe us in him might have eternal life, life abundant. Joy is a great and glorious news and joy always, always is to be treasured and proclaimed. My encouragement to you today is simply to rejoice always. Count everything as joy. Rejoice always. Count everything as joy. Remember that this is a gift from God, a gift of the Spirit. No one can take it away from you. Joy is not temporary. Joy is eternal, everlasting when found in the Lord. Even in the seasons when it's difficult, even when adversity finds its way to your doorstep, remember the joy that resounds within you. Remember that even when your bicycles of life get stolen, even when your BB rifles get broken, even when your gifts wear out or your gifts lose their excitement, we still have joy in the Lord. Joy is not based upon things, but is based upon our relationship with and understanding of Jesus. There is no amount of difficulty or trouble that can steal Christ away from you. You are his, and he is yours forever. C.S. Lewis says, I know now, Lord, why you utter no answer. You yourself are the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the reason for the season. Find your answers this season in Christ. Remember Isaiah 9, 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he's, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. <clears throat> Remember Luke 2, 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Let's work to conclude. <clears throat> Number four, your best Christmas yet is one filled with great, everlasting, ever-present, and ever-powerful joy. This is Jesus. This is what Jesus brings to your life. A great, everlasting, ever-present, and ever-powerful joy. If material possessions could give deep and abiding joy like this, then all the millionaires, all the billionaires, all the people with all these things would always be filled with joy. But instead, we see the opposite. We see them always seeking more, always trying to find the joy which you have. I think here of Scrooge. I think here of Tiny Tim Cratchit. I think here of Scrooge watching him, despite the fact that his family had nothing, dancing and playing and singing great songs of joy. <clears throat> For it's not about possessions. You see, if joy could be purchased from Walmart or Amazon and delivered to your front door, then why doesn't everyone have it? If indescribable joy could be found in likes, follows, and digital friends on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or anything else, then why aren't all those people also proclaiming the joy they have? I'm pretty sure we all know the answer. And yet many of us keep looking in the same old places. 
This is why we need the reminder every year, every day of our lives, true joy is found in Christ. The gifts, the potlucks, the parties, the music, the movies, all these things are fun, but they're all temporary. The most wonderful and amazing part of Christmas is the opportunity to refocus on what matters most, Jesus Christ. What matters most? What's your take home? What's your challenge? What's your application? During Christmas, we remember who Christ is and why he came for us. Remember that he is God's only son who is sent for us so that we might believe in him, have a restored relationship with God the Father, be forgiven of our sins and have life abundantly in him. Have hope, have peace, have joy in Christ. We have eternal hope in the promises of God made alive in Christ. We have life, we have love. We have an unshakable peace in Christ who returned for his church. We have hope, we have joy. We have the gift of deep, abiding, resilient joy through our love for and understanding of Christ. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our great high priest, the prince of peace, the wonderful counselor, a friend of sinners, Emmanuel, God with us. Remember that. Proclaim that. Let's close in prayer together. Lord, I thank you that in joy, in, in Christ, joy is available to all people. I thank you that through Christ we are made new, we are made alive, and we have this eternal hope, peace, and joy, and so much more. Lord, I ask you today, help us to choose to make the focus of Christmas on him rather than gifts. As we have gifts, may we remember the reason that we celebrate his birth. As we listen to music, as we watch movies, as we have parties, may we not focus on these temporary things of happiness, but may we focus on proclaiming and understanding Jesus Christ and what he's done and what he does for us. May we be people who hear and accept the announced good news of Jesus' coming. And may we be a people who actively proclaim this joy that we have to all the nations. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray today. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you. May you be blessed today with this glorious news. Amen.